What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. I am Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker. And it is episode 42. The big 4-2. We are excited. It is also, more importantly, September 26th, which means pumpkin beer is back. Okay. And I freaking fracking love <laughs> for for lack of a better term love pumpkin beer i think and by the way i'm i i am the type that will get into it right before october not in august though not in like early september yeah that's too soon but as it gets closer and closer to it i know pumpkin spice lattes and starbucks stuff go out earlier but pumpkin beer just like screams that last week of september flannel starting to come out i'm ready to roll and lake from brewery in milwaukee in my opinion makes the best and the strongest most importantly pumpkin beer and uh okay. it's awesome so highly recommend are you a pumpkin okay. beer guy at all uh i am not a beer guy oh i forgot you're so, a milwaukeean yeah. i i call myself yeah. the worst milwaukeean ever shitty because milwaukeean of, yeah <laughs> uh mostly i'm i'm more of a mixed drink guy or a seltzer guy or whatever um uv blue but i right? do yeah, Gatorade. right <laughs> i could tell you a story about uv blue but this is not the right Ooh, podcast for it that'll be the next episode um <laughs> but uh it's nice that you mark that in your calendar like mm-hmm. that September 26th, you're like, yes. It's usually, it's just day. like that last moment where I'm like, I know what's coming and I'm excited for it. And, and y'all, if, for those listening, if you don't, if you haven't had pumpkin beer, give it a whirl. And just, okay. yeah, it's like, it, it's good for two at the most. Like, Maybe I, this I, is I the year. More. Yeah, this, this will be it. I have faith in you. We'll see what happens. For sure. Um, but we are very excited. We have a very special guest with us today. Yes. Uh, connections are very important in life. And we will explain how we met our next guest uh, over email from a very wonderful friend of mine and his. So Kyle Johan Baker, I'm just going to read off his uh, intro here so you guys get a sense of who he is. Uh, Kyle's side business is Johan Baker Coaching, where he is an organizational leadership and well-being consultant. In a world of endless pathways and options, he encourages entrepreneurs to, uh, to observe what truly makes them come alive, even if it's a different path than the person next to them. Collaborates with entrepreneurs to find and ease and develop flow in your business to make more space for you to exist. Mr. Kyle, welcome is. to Hustling Sideways. I love the intro. That That's our applause button. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for having me be here today. You're very welcome. And Kyle is based in Spokane, Washington, which another is state. number 21 on the list. So thank you for getting us to 21. We appreciate your service. Is pumpkin beer a yes. thing in Washington? To be honest, this is the first time that I've heard of pumpkin beer. Okay. And... I mean, like, I have a lot of questions, but <laughs> we'll save those for later about what exactly pumpkin beer is. I mean, also similar questions about what truly is a pumpkin spice latte. So mm, that's that's probably that would be a heck of a podcast for people to discuss a pumpkin spice <laughs> latte. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> pumpkin beer is one. Of, it's, it's, it's like a spicy ish, but wonderful, like almost like IPA ish beer, but but goes down smooth and, and only comes out in October and obviously starting in late yep. September. But uh, I, the fact that you've never heard of it makes me realize it's probably a Midwest thing. And, probably. And it might most, be just a Milwaukee thing. It could be just a Milwaukee thing. But you wouldn't know. You don't even like beer. So what are you I know. talking about? I know. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to move the conversation along. Oh, fair right? enough. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of how you got started, how you, uh, how you landed in Washington. <laughs> Yeah, I am a born and raised Midwest folk. So I lived in Illinois, went to college at Carroll University in Waukesha, Wisconsin, graduate school in Missouri at the University of Central Missouri, lived in Indiana, and somehow found my way out to uh, Washington. But my background is in higher education. I My jam is student leadership. It's leadership. I love me some leadership development. 
and getting to have conversations, helping people really reach their full potential. And after working like full time in higher education for four and a half years, I realized that I needed something different. What the regular day job wasn't working. I now work full time for a nonprofit that does student success coaching for college students. And mm -hmm. while making that transition is when I stepped into having a side business, having actually a couple of side businesses, one that I don't do as often anymore. And then the one that we have here is like Johan Baker coaching. Sure. Excellent. Excellent. So first of all, I do want to acknowledge um, the, uh, the, the, the woman that you went to grad school with for a year is H Haley Dixon, who's a wonderful friend of mine. I went to Marquette with, and, and obviously a, a friend of yours. And she introduced us together, which I love when that happens because people who know, people like us who are passionate about leadership know that they should meet. And that's really what it comes down to. So that is, <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious in, in for, for higher education, what, what, what sparked, you know, do, did you have a moment or series of moments or things you were involved in maybe as like high school and the college that really sparked your interest in higher education? Hmm. If you, I would say probably if you met me in high school, you wouldn't be super, you would be actually you would be surprised like moving into higher education the student involvement route was what i did i was kind of like a i enjoyed school but that was kind of the lane that i stayed in i was like i'm good at school and that's the thing that i do i did extracurriculars because like i should mm -hmm. and okay. then when i got into college if you knew me in college you're not surprised at all i was like going to a small private liberal arts school it's so easy to pick up one thing and then get involved in the next and the next and the next. Mm -hmm. And for me, there was a point in time because I originally went to school for, to be a physical therapist. I was like, wow. oh yeah, like fancy doctor, get paid the money. <laughs> right. Like that's what we're here for. And then I started taking classes and very quickly realized I was like, okay, like anatomy and physiology is not my wheelhouse. I enjoy the subject. I think it's interesting. But once you start testing me on the material, I was like, that is not my jam. That is not what I want. And so like went on a journey or like Loki, like tried making like three different majors because I was like, I can't be put into a box. I am <laughs> unique and ended up with choosing a double major in organizational leadership and sociology because ultimately I knew what are like at that time i was like i'm not sure what exactly i'm going to do but i know that it's going to do around like understanding how like like society impacts the individual how the individuals impact society and uh with a quick love for leadership i was like these are the things that i want and want to see in my future yeah absolutely i think there's an underlying thing here already is that so going to school for wanting to be a, a physical therapist initially and then eventually taking that into leadership and higher education. It seems like you're a person that just wants to help people. Uh, I mean, mm -hmm. when did you kind of realize that, that that was kind of the, uh, a thing that, you know, you just want to make people enrich their lives? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you're right on the mark with that. When I, I remember that was kind of like one of those like big epiphanies for me is like, I've always seen it as like helping people. And initially, and I think this is where a lot of folks start is like, we see ourselves as only being able to like do this thing in one way. I was like the, the first way it was really introduced to me was because I had a like serious injury in high school and my physical therapist, athletic trainer, like they helped me like 
move forward, take the next step. And I was like, I want to help people. And that's the only way that at first I was able to like comprehend what helping actually Mm -hmm. looked like was Mm -hmm. in that rehabilitation. And even like in the phases of like changing degrees to kind of changing careers, like I've had to like remind myself each time I'm like, okay, helping doesn't look like this one thing using my strengths using my skills doesn't have to be in this one singular way Mm -hmm. i'm so much more so much more multi-dimensional than that Mm -hmm. absolutely so you started in in higher education then from there um and then at what point does coaching kind of come in where you know you're like this can become a thing like when do you have that moment of like i could go branch off Mm -hmm. on my own and maybe start my own sort of enterprise Yeah, I think, well, it started when I, so I had like my first job and within a year I was like, Hmm, I need something different. Stuck around for another year. Cause I was like, okay, like we're going to make this work. And then I was like, it's not working. Mm -hmm. I like was dating somebody. And at the time they moved out to Washington. We did Washington state. We did long distance for a year. And I was like, okay, I want, like, I want, I feel like I need a new job. I want to be done with long distance. So I got a new job out in like actually in Idaho because Spokane is right on the Washington, Idaho state line. And I got that job. And again, like within six, 12 months, I was like, I need something different. And I was like, oh, I don't know that like this brand of higher education is right for me. And so like went on this like one applying for jobs and trying for a a long while was just grasping at anything Mm -hmm. and after grasping at anything i was like "Mm, it doesn't actually work that way i was like what do i actually want what are the pieces of my job that i actually enjoy right now and what do i need in that future like career and so started to like identify and pick those things out and recognize that what i loved as an undergraduate student what i loved as a graduate student and like in all my career has has been those coachable moments, those mentorship moments. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm interested in this like mentorship element. Yeah. And yeah. So I think that's, but that was kind of like one of those pivot moments of recognizing that at least like, and a little bit knowing that like the whole job, everything that you do is not necessarily always going to be the best, but there needed to be that core element that made up a, a majority or that thing that can continue to be the saving grace. That's awesome. I mean, and it's, it, it really sounds like what, what you've created in, in your coaching is to help people who are in that exact moment that you found yourself in trying to figure out what's next and not, not being, you know, as fulfilled by whether it's a nine to five or, or the search and, and really coaching them through what, 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 what they're meant to do. And I, I, I mean, and that's, that's cool to really pull from your own experiences, probably some struggles with that too, to, 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 to bring it into your role and now how you can help people get to that next level. That has to be gratifying. Yeah, no. And I mean, exactly like that is like, especially within the business, I, my main tool, the main jam that I use is Clifton Strengths. You may know mm-hmm. it as like Strengths Finder, Strengths Quest 2.0, regular just Strengths Quest, but it's a way to help understand those things that like are inherently inside of us, those things that come so naturally mm-hmm. to what we do and helping people like act on that and continue to see it in a way that's applicable and more than just what you read on paper it's about those continued ways that we transform and grow and develop those strengths and 
really using that as a piece of for entrepreneurs like your brand how you actually get your work done and mm -hmm. those things that you find restorative and create well-being practices to make it so that this is a sustainable element for you that's yeah. great that's great what, what's what's the feeling like getting your first client in this you know i mean when you start something and not quite sure how it's going to go and what what what's you know how, how did you find that first person or, or what, what what was that moment like of someone wants my services and sees value in what i do Mm hmm. I think to be I mean, I'm still at a point where like every client feels like the first client giddiness, <laughs> yep. the excitement. I love that <laughs> because it's it's this moment of like you get it or you at least kind of get it where you're ready to buy into this. To be honest, like all of my clients I've been in business for where I think just about a year and a half now, 18 mm -hmm. months and each client, each person that I've worked with have been a referral and as i continue to talk with more and more entrepreneurs it's like i mean we can have our like 20 step instagram or <laughs> linkedin like yeah. funnel that we're doing but for a long time like until you like make it as a like mm -hmm. seven figure entrepreneur like a lot of your work comes from people that you know and like yeah. staying in community no with others so yeah, I think that's where like a lot of my business has come in each time, especially the first time it was like this excitement of like, oh, I'm trying to there, there's like a movie scene running through my head, but it's kind of like <laughs> you're like, it's happening, it's happening, let's go, we're doing yeah. it, it's game time and you make it work. It's a you're out of breath for like the portion of time. <laughs> and as soon as it's over with you can just feel this glow around you and you're like, it happened. That's it's awesome. Great. I like, there's two things there that really jump out that I totally identify with. Like definitely the referral part. Norma, I speak to students and been doing it for eight years professionally. And, and the majority of my business comes from someone that said I, we had him and he was awesome. You know, that's great. And I, I, I love like the, the fact that you, you know, with every client, you get that giddiness feeling I'm the same. It's because it's what you're meant to do. I mean, I think that's, right. that's really what it comes from when it's your vocation and you, you feel strongly about it and you believe so much in what you're saying. And I love how you described it of like, they, they get it too. I feel the same way. If a school hires me or an organization does, they, they get what I'm trying to do and they want their employees or their students or their volunteers to, to, to be, you know, like exposed to that. That's, that's what it is. And I, I still get, like, if I get an email, if I'm sitting here right now and got an email, I'd be like, Oh, like, <laughs> hell yeah. Like let's, let's ride. You know, it's never like, well, tell me how much your budget. I don't like, I don't care about that stuff. I'm very much like someone else wants to hear my message and right. the fact that they value it is so important. So like, I, I never lose that, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Cause I, I think that's, yeah. that, that's what, that's what separates you. I think from most people that get into this because they just want to make a ton of money and that's fair. I mean, everyone has their, their motivators, but like you, you know, you, you, you still, you feel a sense of connection to it. And, and that, that's the part that drives you. I could tell just the way you talked about that is really cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I was thinking about too, though, is you talk about, you know, your clients and building a brand for your clients and figuring out what their brand is, uh, for you. I mean, when you have a service like this, part of the brand is, is your personality and getting yourself out there. Um, that's actually a pretty big component of it. <laughs> So when you're creating like, you know, let's say your website or creating content or something like that, how comfortable, I mean, did you have to, was it a learning curve to kind of be comfortable with like putting yourself out there and being a little bit more extroverted in the professional sense of like, this is what I can provide you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, clearly as a strengths person, like I identify with that 
everybody has their own way that they can approach and do these processes, these understandings, these reflections of ourselves. And for me, what kept me in a freeze state for about for the first six months of doing it, like I would post stuff on Instagram, I would try and like pull stuff together. And I would also at the same time feel like, oh, I don't like this <laughs> or like, it's okay. It works. It gets the job done. And then six months in, I was like, I want somebody to help me like pull together all of this information, all of this Kyle and help me understand like what this means and give me some a roadmap almost. Mm -hmm. And so like I worked with somebody with a team, a really wonderful team uh, like Averson creative. It's a local organization that is like in Spokane. There are people that again, were connected with, like we were referred to. And by we, I mean like me and my husband is the one that knew them beforehand. Sure. But like, I mean, they helped me like do a lot of branding and they helped me like make this beautiful website, like, just like a plug for me and them check out our website johanbakercoaching.com odds are you're gonna be like almost everybody that sees it they're just like this i understand and when you have somebody that's able to capture who you are Mm -hmm. in a like graphic design in a flow kind of way it's something special so with a lot of that branding it starts by understanding like what are your own pillars Mm -hmm. and for me like especially as a new entrepreneur, I was like, I kind of just like went and met with them. I word vomited and they're <laughs> like, oh, we understand this. We're able to pull this information together. And like, it's so easy for me to like, I think that how it works is we can do this for others, mm-hmm. but doing it for ourselves, it can be rough sometimes. So like when it comes to strengths, helping people understand their brand, I, that's the lo- I love that. That's easy. When you ask me to do it for myself, I'm like, this is a different <laughs> language. I've never even heard these words before, even though I say them. But that's why we have, like, that's why we have coaches. That's mm-hmm. why we have branding agencies. That's why we have these people to support us. And from there, it's about continuing to own and understand what makes you you mm-hmm. and continuing to talk about it. You're flexing that muscle. You're growing that space where it becomes easier and easier to talk about yourself and the things that make you, you. Yeah. Yeah. I I love it. And I I would add like, so number one, your website totally agreed. I think it's awesome. Like we were, you know, scrolling through it. It it really does bring it out. And the way you said that is important. I, I know you said word vomit. I call it verbal diarrhea. So it's kind of, kind of of similar. No, (laughs) just as graphic, just as graphic. We're good. Um, I just had to say that. But um, one thing for, for your brand, and I can imagine that this is helpful is just reading the verbiage, not even just the offerings, but the verbiage of your approach, how you make people feel welcome, that they're okay, who they are. Cause I have to imagine there's a sense of vulnerability for people that do come your direction. Like they're in a state of something's not going that well. And there's a reason why they're reaching out. Like they want to, you know, it could be positive, could be negative, whatever it is, but to do that's not easy. I I just, I can't imagine that that step is easy. Mm -hmm. So to read that has to, I mean, that that's to to your point of the brand of, of really being someone that people can turn to as a confidant, as a coach that can help them get to the level that they want to be. And it's like who they are is who they are and who they are is okay. And and I get that sense reading it and that verbiage goes a long way. Like words matter. Even if they're not spoken as written, that's, that's really important. And I can imagine that was part of your message to really portray that in a sense that would hit people where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, especially like when it comes to entrepreneurs, I do like organizational speaking and training, like Mm -hmm. they're coming to you, like you said, because they're 
something's not quite right. They're mm -hmm. working to optimize. They're working to take that next step. Mm -hmm. And they're like, either something's not quite right, or they know that in this future state, certain things need to, to change. Like it works for now, it gets the job done. But when they move to that future state, they're like, this ain't going to cut it. And I need to make changes for the future for like my team's well-being for my own well-being, because I don't need to be working 60 hours a week. Like, I mean, having it as a side business, it's like, like, it's always about how do I keep it balanced? Mm -hmm. And when organizations are coming to work with me, it's about how do I keep balance? How do I keep me at the center? How do I make sure that I don't burn out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually something I wanted to ask about too, is like communicating with clients is something that I think everybody, all of us have had to deal right. with, you know what I mean? Right. Communicating with third parties and people that are just, you know, involved. Um, how do you kind of navigate that where you're talking to a client and you have to kind of say like, Hey, I do have a full-time job and I have this going on as well. And I want to help as much as possible, but like, within reason you know what i mean like that's a real mm -hmm. issue that i'm sure people run into yeah my big thing is so i mean like i'm lucky i have a pretty flexible like day job and mm -hmm. so for me it's always just about scheduling in advance okay. like if we can schedule like three to four weeks in advance odds are it's doable yeah uh, but like it's in those moments where sometimes you get like a few weeks ago i had somebody say we want to host a training on this day this time and i was like that's a week and a half from now like <laughs> i mean you're an aligned the client that i want to work with you are asking and you're like they were like we have a great work-life balance we have done strengths once two years ago we want to do it again we have new team members and i was like yeah you're checking all the boxes of people that i want to and love to work with and i was like but a week and a half like this is like a rush order kind of yes. thing and so mm -hmm. i was like I can make that work like, but you need to confirm like yesterday and <laughs> like in that moment, like they, they're like, okay, great. Send me the proposal. And then they followed up a few days later and they're like, mm, we can't actually do it. And I was like, oof, I was putting myself through like mental gymnastics and stress. And I was like, it was one of those reminders that I know like I need, like I personally, it's not just whether or not my schedule can accommodate it, mm -hmm. but my personal like nervous system, mm -hmm. my preparation, yeah. I need that advance notice in order to show up and not just stress, you know, it's out it's, like no other a hundred percent. I actually had a really similar situation happen to me. Like I think three months ago I had had a, a global organization reach out that wanted like a, a talk for their, for their employees, like literally across the globe, which is different. That's not something I've ever done. And, right. and it was, it was two weeks from that day. And they were like, we're doing this. And I'm like, oh my, you know, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm scattering, I'm getting my stuff together. And then I send like within the day, because of how excited I was, I just was like, I'm going to do it yep. and put up a contract. And then the, uh, two days later or a day and a half later, one or two, but, um, which is also two days anyway, yeah, let me just, <laughs> just work that on my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the woman had gotten back to me and said, oh, I'm sorry. Our, our CEO went a different direction. I was like, so you didn't even have like like come on you were one of like, yeah you were like one of like six options yeah like yeah. so you didn't like you didn't even have clarity on this event and i felt like i put in so much brain power and like excitement to make that happen and it's just like that sucks and it wasn't cool and i, I like and i i kind of messaged back i was like you know i really happy to work with you like in you know in in the future if you're going to do that like you 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 have to have clarity on on the event i don't like right. i don't you know i said it in different words but like i you you really right. have to 
you know, understand it's, it's hard to do that. And I, same, you know, I've obviously have a day job and, and, and do it. So I, I totally like th- that vibe of you, you have to make sure that like, again, like your nervous system, right? Like that sense is, is in check and you can't like go beyond a certain boundary of yeah. it. I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, going along with, uh, you know, finding strengths and things like that. Um, you also requires a little bit of openness from a client too, I would think. Um, how do you kind of deal with people that may be a little more shut off and they think, okay, this guy's going to just fix it all. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure you've run into those. Mm-hmm. I, that the look tells me, yes, you've definitely run into this before. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think that, I mean, there's so much that goes into that. And I'll just kind of share one little tip that I often do with a lot of my coaching clients is that it's, it's, I ask, how are you twice? Mm-hmm. So, you we know like we're or like if you're listening and you're an american like odds are you have so many people that say hey how are you alan mm-hmm. and alan just instantly responds good how are you mm-hmm. and it's just like this bodily reaction yep. that happens yep. and so many folks that i talk to it always starts with like oh how are you doing good how are you and they they don't even realize they've said it and so like i'll respond and i'm like hmm earlier today i said oh you know i have a little bit of a headache but you know it's getting by and i'm excited to be talking with you today Mm -hmm. and then i said okay but how is your day going how are you doing Mm -hmm. and they're like and some people like if it's like with the day job they'll still respond and say like good how are you and i'm like you don't even know you just said that again but we're going to move forward but a lot of folks especially in these coaching conversations where we're talking about strengths they'll then pause and they'll be like oh kyle isn't going to just let me Mm. skip and move past it is it kind of like sets that tone in a way of like we talk real answers here we get asked the question again when it's avoided and we like we talk the talk yeah Totally. I get that for sure. And that's the, uh, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it is being able to like say, okay, we're not going to play games here kind of thing mm-hmm. to be like, <laughs> you know, like and you have to set that with adults, you know, it's like really like they want to get around it easily. And it's like, you have to come in hot and they have to deliver Like, this is why we're here and, and be it's clear about it. Kind yeah. of amazing that you have to do that with it's people true. though, right? Yeah. That you have to be like, Okay, I I know, and I think this is true for communication, not only here in this Mm -hmm. sort of one-to-one situation, but it's true in, like, when you're just dealing with, like, office people. You know how there's, like, that second speak of, like, yeah, things are going well, blah, blah, blah. Like, you really have to be like, okay, but, like, we don't have time to play here. We are actually going to get stuff done. Yeah, you know, and it's so interesting because I think about an office setting, and typically when people ask a question like that, they don't have time for, like, another response other than the three-second fine. Like, you you know, how was your weekend? Oh, it was great. You know, like, no one – people aren't asking that to get a response. And I think that, like, that that, that second time repeating – I'm actually thinking about – this is so funny, but I'm thinking about the the scene in Good Will Hunting when he's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. Just like keep saying it because he's like diving into like, no, you have to listen to me. Like, and I, I really need to get through to you of like, this is a, you know, I mean, that's has, that, that, rep- that repetition is really cool. And I, I, I just like thinking about my like really, you know, like surface level conversations in the office of like, yeah, doing great. Okay. See you later. You know, it's almost like, like a different language. <laughs> it really is. And it's, and it's, I mean, it's, it's very, I would imagine it's very American, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, you know, and then I think about the office and how different that is, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really good point and something that's something to keep in mind. I can imagine it helps you 
move along your conversations right away of like, we're doing this and this is happening. And For you know, sure. either you're in or you're mm-hmm. out. <laughs> uh, speaking yeah. of, and I'm, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add like, even what you said about like having that frame and the conversation, mm-hmm. like when you're coaching, like you talk about like, this is, this is what we previously agreed upon, like working yeah. through and like, this is like an intended outcome and also leaving it open to whatever actually will be. I find that's another like powerful way to like set the tone for the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like you have the, like mm, the verbal, but like nonverbal of like, we're answering questions. We're talking about this. And then you have that agreed upon roadmap of what's going on. Like, I think that's another powerful way that you mentioned Jim. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's here and this is, this is the road that we're going to follow. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, what I was going to say is kind of speaking off of like the successes too, or like, I know we were talking about the moment of in the moment you had mm-hmm. a big global company that hit you up right, right? or, you know, you had a client that was a referral that was like in the moment thing, but um, kind of in the similar vein of that, what has kind of been like the big success moment for you where you were like, you know, this worked out, everything is really good. You know, like, has there been any particular clients you don't have to name names or anything, but like where you were like, Oh my goodness, like this thing that I thought I was going to start doing and we were just going to throw caution to the wind and try it is it's here. You know what I mean? Like that moment of realization. Yeah. I mean, I just recently like had a train, like it was a two hour training with a, bank that's going through a merger right now so it was like one of their first meetings with two teams coming together Mm -hmm. and in in the training like just getting like positive feedback and then i was like okay like we send surveys because we're supposed to send surveys Mm -hmm. and the surveys are coming back and they're like this is great this is exactly what i needed and even like continuing to hear like from the friend that works on that team about what people are saying like away from a computer screen of like how beneficial this was about what the, how it's having that intended impact. And I'm just like, I mean, like, I know because the book, like the books, the readings, the research says Mm -hmm. that this has this impact, but it's always that magical moment of like, you, you're able to like, you're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's that moment where you can let go of your breath and you're like, like we're doing it and i mean i know from like one-on-one conversations that i'd like the conversation like this topic always has impact but it's in some of those group settings or it's in that structured when there's structure there's always that skepticism that i have but when we've got unstructured conversation i always know that the magic the flow is just going to happen because it's all about sharing true essence of like who i am and hearing who the other person is for sure. Awesome. Um, well, where do you see this going? I mean, what is kind of your next steps? Where do you want to take this? Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's always part of the conversation. It's part mm-hmm. of like what I see. I'm always wondering. So I am launching like a VIPD service for entrepreneurs that want to like prepare for like that next level, that next step and like really like reinventing what time looks like for them Mm -hmm. Uh, down the road. I like, I feel like there is possibility to see taking this full time so that it is like what I do with my job. Mm -hmm. And like, to be honest, I love what I do with my day job, which Mm -hmm. it's got that balance of like, I mean, I think like that's where that, like that side gig place is really great is because I have that balance of like, working with clients in like different capacities that are really meaningful to me where it's a lot of fun. So in, I think the true ideal world, like 
I'd be working part time in both jobs. Right. You have the consistent, like the full, the the part time job where like I just show up and I get to do what I do without any question. And then mm-hmm. the part time job where I'm like, okay, let's find these really neat organizations to work with these entrepreneurs and make these things that they see as a dream into a true reality. So. I think that's probably more of where I would love to see what I do is having that balance. So, so yeah. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. I like if, that a lot. If, if you could put up, this is a random one, so get ready for it, but I think you're going to okay. like it. If you could put yeah. up a, a billboard, like on a, on a major U.S. highway, <laughs> and, and it was free, what would your billboard say? Ooh, that's a good Ooh. one. I don't know if we've ever gone across this before. I know. I just, it just came up, and I was like, let's, let, you know, one, what, one that would stick with people. Like this is the message you want drivers that are stuck in traffic on 94 West in Chicago. That was oddly specific, but here we are. <laughs> we say that because we're buying you a blip billboard. Correct. No, yeah, that's the next step. Stop. Oh man. Um, so I mean, the thing that like comes to mind, and I mean, it's like a core theme, and a lot of the work that I do is just like you are enough here. Mm, and yeah. recognizing that is like a piece. And I know there's always a bunch of like. I mean, like, that's a pretty, like, common thing, but it's so important and so needed. And really from this place of, like, we each have, like, magic that we bring, whether or not you like the word magic or if you want to talk about it in a different way, but we each have the secret sauce Mm -hmm. that we have. And that's where that, like, you are enough here. It's, like, the message that I needed as a child is, like, recognizing and understanding that I was enough and having it delivered in a way that just continually it's a subliminal message. And I think that's probably where it does best in that billboard is because like, I mean, I remember there's, or at least I feel like there's a series of billboards on the way from O'Hare to where my parents live mm-hmm. of Brian Urlacher yes. and his, Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, O'Hare airport. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. And so like, like I'd love it if there was that subliminal message instead right. of me thinking about Brian Urlacher and his hair. <laughs> instead, it's about like feeling like I'm enough. That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, I I want to uh, recognize the shirt that you're wearing because I think it's really cool. Does that so it oh, says yeah to to lead live. What do you, what else you got mm-hmm. there? And it's uh, yeah, it's just the same thing over and over again. Oh, that's so cool. Color. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um, you're gonna need that from, one too. I know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, have you are you familiar with leadership? Yes, I know leadership. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a facilitator for one of their institutes this summer, and this was like the shirt that they have. And awesome. I love this shirt because it's clearly on brand and uh, also spot on. It's, <laughs> it's cute. It's on brand. It's soft. Like, what more could I want in life? <laughs> I'm going to have to connect with you to, um, because I, it's been a while since I've, I've communicated with them, and I would love to get back in that game. So, um, and especially if I get a shirt. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be there just for the T-shirt. Quite like, literally, yeah. yeah. Ellen would take it. He's like a student in line yeah. at at, uh, at Pepper Alley to get a shirt and then leave. It's Let me tell you, I have thrown out so many free shirts <laughs> because my wife has been like, "Hey, it's we gotta to go. we gotta close down this." Yeah, closet I'm getting close bit. to that. The yeah. Marquette shirts are bustling out. And it's not good. Yeah. <sighs> There's no, a lot. Um, well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, sit down and talk with us. If they want to know more about your business, where's the best place to get connected with you? Yeah. Depending on what your jam is, if you want to connect via social media, I'm on LinkedIn as well as Instagram. Just search for uh, my handle on Instagram is at Kyle Johan Baker. And on LinkedIn, my, I am as Kyle Johan Baker. I love to share stuff there in both places. 
the best place where you're going to get the most value consistent value because like you know instagram and social media often will hide posts because Mm -hmm. they're petty like that (laughs) if you want if you want the like consistent i do (laughs) like bi-weekly blogging which is like i probably shouldn't be like writing and sharing this stuff for free but it's good stuff um Mm -hmm. you can go to johanbakercoaching.com slash email and you can get on my email list there or if you just go to the website eventually the little thing will pop up and say do you want to get some value-packed resources and you can sign up for an email Beautiful. Perfect. Love it. What if they want to get in touch with this podcast? Well, Jim, it's funny you should ask. Um, If you guys are listening to this podcast for the first time, welcome. Thank you. Uh, You can listen to us on any podcast platform. Uh, If they want to get in touch with us, if you've got your own side hustle, you can send us an email over at hustlingsideways at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, I think that's all of them. Yeah. Well, probably Uh, something along the lines in the future, but for now, that's good. For now, that's where you can reach (laughs) us. Uh, Kyle, thank you once again for yes, taking the time to do this. Um, and Jim, thank you for being here. We yeah, don't. We, it's you. been a while since we, we thank we each other. We forget to thank each other. Yes, thank you for letting me come over to your home and, and infiltrate it with my smelly feet. I assume I could just only assume that they are. Well, you didn't have to tell the people. about That's it. a good point. They, yeah. they smell great. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, we are out of here. We will see you next time. And Jim, keep on hustling. See you next time.